Sky Sports Radio loves talking racing. The people. The jockeys. The horses. The gates open now. They're off and racing. Time now for Punter's Postmortem. Have a look at this. How much did this have on the field? Analysis of the weekend's racing plus your calls. Welcome to Punter's Postmortem. Yes, good morning and welcome to uh, Punters Postmortem on this Monday, of course, the 9th of November, and looking forward to dissecting the weekend that was uh, on the punt, especially uh, in regards to the performances of the horses on the track as we wrapped up that carnival down there in Melbourne. Of course, we had the Golden Gift in Sydney. But before I start, uh, I want to uh, just intro that the fact that uh, today and this week is NAIDOC week, and it's uh, an opportunity for us to learn about more Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander culture and history. Now, this year's theme is always was, always will be, and I'd like to start today's program, and I'd like to acknowledge the traditional custodians of the land in which I'm broadcasting from today, the land of the Gadigal people of the Eora Nation. Pay our respects to their elders past and present. I extend that respect to the Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islanders people here today. Uh, massive show. 135353 is the open line number, and we've got obviously a, a text line as well. There's going to be no doubt uh, a lot of chat about the performances this weekend of the horses and uh, to dissect those performances and hopefully continue to make us a quid as uh, the weeks and months roll on. We'll start with Ron Duffy. Morning, Duff. Yeah, good morning, Dave. Um, a couple of big races there on Saturday with obviously Sneaky Five. Um, adding to her prize money tally there, to, to winning the million-dollar golden gift, 880000 after two starts. So yeah. a big payday for the connections there. And obviously, she was just too classy, Savitiano. She did too much. Uh, she did a bit of work to get where she got. And she was just too good for him, leaving them no excuses whatsoever. Yeah, she certainly was. Uh, we'll head down to Melbourne. Uh, Dean Lester. Dino, good morning to you, mate. Uh, bivouac. Jeez, uh, he stamped himself as a, a beauty, especially down the straight. Yeah, he was uh, outstanding on Saturday, Dave. Uh, I think both the uh, feature winners were Arcadia Queen, just dominant from the back. And, uh, yeah, I thought we saw two uh, you know, really you know, high-quality wait-for-age winners on Saturday. And uh, Glenn Munsey as well uh, is joining us from the tab very, very shortly. We'll get him up. Um, he'll uh, be connecting, no doubt, a, a big show, and there'll be plenty of questions in relation uh, to Glenn um, and the tab. I don't want to make the show all about it because we are here to obviously try and find winners. We know uh, that it was very disappointing what happened on Saturday. Obviously, with the tab going down, we understand, I understand how much frustrating it was. We couldn't get a bet on, we couldn't watch. And then it also had an effect with the corporates as well. They couldn't uh, result, which I find baffling. But anyway, uh, so it, it, it caused not only issues for punters across the country, but it caused issues for the racing community. Um, I think we've apologised a million times and we're going to apologise a million times again today because we know it was a big stuff up. Uh, there's obviously a full investigation. We know that the issue is surrounding um, the, the servers and where they're based and that there was uh, smoke and fire and all sorts of things. And unfortunately, the IT team could not fix uh, and the various teams involved with that process could not fix the issue quickly. We uh, emphasise as well the importance of how good the tab is in, in most Saturdays and, and also the fact too that uh, race clubs were willing to, to bounce with us. Of course, we've got that Adelaide meeting today, uh, but we know in New South Wales they pushed the races back. They, in fact, they pushed the races back in most jurisdictions. So uh, we can't apologise anymore. We know it's a, it's a bugger up, it's a stuff up, uh, and there will be a full investigation about it. And obviously, 
We'll take uh, some calls. I don't want every single call today to be about it because we know it's an issue and we'll just be going over and over and over. We want to talk about the horses today. Um, but Duff, it was, a, it was a strange day. I know you didn't have Glenn on the coverage, so you blokes were probably cheering. Uh, you guys <laughs> there on Sky Thoroughbred Central. Um, but it was a strange day and hopefully one we never have again. Yep, um, it's uh, been well documented. Um, there's, like you said, you've said everything really. We know nothing about it, as as much as we, you know, the press releases that are that are coming out of of getting to the bottom of it. So disappointing day um, when you you know you, 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 your business is run by turnover, and it's amazing that everyone's locked into one thing. You know, that uh, just shows you even the corporates, no Quinellas, no trifectas, everything's locked into the tab if they're using their their product and they haven't got their you know their own pools to to, to run those bets when that when that's something like that happens so if one thing crashes the whole system falls down and uh, yeah. the turnover so anyway we'll hopefully get to the bottom of it and get the uh, get the answers exactly glenn munsey does join us now uh, morning glenn morning dave morning ronnie morning dean beautiful weekend lovely weather how's things yeah, no, what was the beach like there at four o'clock there? <laughs> no, Saturday. no, Miss Deed was all right when I poked the tent out in the last. So. Really? Yeah, that um, that was a good performance uh, by Miss Deed. We'll get to that. Um, what uh, obviously, Glenn, I've just touched on uh, the weekend, and obviously, what we know is what everyone else knows with the releases from the tab. But we've apologised a million times. We're going to continue to apologise. Uh, it was out of our hands. There's nothing we can do. Uh, there's obviously going to be a full investigation. Um, but it was just, we're shattered and obviously everyone else is shattered and, and annoyed and rightly so. Yeah, Dave, all we can do is convey the information that's provided to us. I don't know whether you were receiving the same information that I was. Yes. I, I, I'm on a, what they call a major incident update uh, email and text message service. So no matter what goes down, whether it's Kino, whether it's lotteries, whether it's trackside, wagering, um, Sky Channel Vision, uh, the Sky Sports Radio signal drops out in uh, different areas, I'll get an alert regarding that. And I know a lot of people say, well, why weren't you giving updates during the day? Well, I'm not coming on to give you the update to tell you nothing's changed. Mm. Uh, I was the first one to tell our viewers on uh, Sky Thoroughbred Central uh, at 11.45 that there was uh, an outage. There was no wagering available. There wasn't an official release come out for more than an hour after that. So if you're watching Sky Thoroughbred Central, you knew at 11.45. Uh, you, you know, we, we were keeping you up to date with what was happening at that stage when we knew um, that the only thing that we knew at that stage is the system was out, Australia-wide. You couldn't place a bet. Now, as regards to what the reason behind that, well, you're not going to find that out in five minutes. Uh, there'd been a number of um, system crashes, in inverted commas, that, that I've been um, part of in 21 years. Uh, none have gone as long as this. And so, you know, it's a movable feast. You, you don't know what has actually caused it. Uh, that's, not my, that's not my role to find out what caused it. That's someone else's job. My role is to tell people what's going on. But I wasn't coming on each and every race to tell you that nothing had changed. No, exactly. Um, Greg, Greg was informing people that it's still not wagering available and we were smart enough to give the people at home some sort of an indication as to what was happening market-wise with the bookies that were on track at Rose Hill, albeit they're, they're only a, a small part as our tab of the, the NOP, um, but at least we had bookies on track in Sydney to give you that indication. Uh, I don't. There, there's no bookies on track in Melbourne. 
I don't know whether there's any... Well, there's only two bookies on track in Brisbane usually anyway. Uh, but, you know, that's all we can tell you. I was the first one to tell people that it was a uh, it was a, uh, a power surge that caused the service to go down. Uh, and, and that's all I was relaying. I was the f- first person yesterday to tell you that wagering was back up and going. At, at, at um, one minute to three was the first bet that came through yesterday. Uh, that's all I can do. I can't... It, convey the information that's provided to me that is making our customers aware of what's going on. Mm. Anyway, all right. Well, as I said, we've, we've apologised a million times. Uh, it was a stuff up. It'll be investigated. Um, and as I said, we know what what we know is what you know as well. But uh, we will take... I want to take calls today on 135353. I just don't want to take a 1,000 calls on this because this is not going to help me back a winner on uh, next Saturday. So if you've got some calls today, if you've got a question for Glenn, etc., by all means, ask him about the Cups doubles or the deductions. Get him fired up that way. Uh, but, do, yeah, let's, let's try and keep today's show about the horses. Just on, um, we'll start with the Golden Gift because I'm really interested in this race um, from, from the betting perspective because I know that it was a, well, it seemed to go, be a good go, at least with the NOP, uh, duff for the Hawks train runner. Uh, it, it was, you know, when we did the show with Tommy Berry on Friday, it was double figure odds, uh, and it just kept firming up, um, Hunnan, and, uh, has it just not handled the track, clearly? Oh, oh you'd have to say so, yeah. and Tommy, Tommy said that as well, and you don't, the old saying in racing, you, you know, you, you, where there's smoke, there's fire, and it doped it up $23 on Wednesday, before coming into 21 and 15, and then... It never stopped. In fact, uh, with the bookmakers on track at the finish, you know, you look at Sunday's paper, I think they were just prices before the first, really, but it was $4.20 or four forty, um, And it may, may have been shorter, maybe have been $4 the last call. So mm. it was really, really, you know, pushing, coming in every second and nearly pushing for favouritism uh, with Cap Devant. So I think we can be forgiving and, um, and assess him after a dry track run. Um Captivant was another that was the, obviously a, a very popular horse in the race who he seemed to not handle the going as well when he just relaxed and come back a bit. He, he didn't want to go Captivant. He picked up a little bit the last little little bit of the race and he wasn't beaten far. But um, I think he's another we can say, let's, well, we won't assess him on that. We'll, we'll have a look at him, which will be a common theme throughout the the day I would have thought with horses with not much wet track experience and, mm. and they were the two year olds, the winner at least had a, a soft seven win under his belt and uh, looking at the times it was probably legitimate um, soft seven that day so she'd done it, she did a really good job she was had the perfect run and she was too good, Kerner was uh, run up to her last run as did Muramura and I think Hannah State might be one to follow out of that race, he's yeah. a lovely horse he's a lovely horse, he's um he wasn't ready for that, but he certainly was competitive. Munns, yeah, with, with, the, with the NOP, Dave, and be very, yes. very careful from Saturday's races when right. you're looking at the SPs. Okay. Because, for example, uh, the NOP SP of Hanam was $3.70. Now, the places that I look, look at, only one of them was longer than $3.40. Mm. And they weren't $3.70. So whether or not they may have been a glitch in the system on Saturday and still looking at what the tab prices were, to, for example, the winner was $9.50 uh, NOP. I can't see anyone that was single figures. They're all double figures. 
So be very, very careful with those with those SPs for Saturday. Um, just before we... Uh, I'll just get a quick comment from you, uh, Munns, because on Friday, and um, you, you were... You said that you say this all the time about uh, horses having their first start at Rose Hill. So Sneaky Five obviously comes out and wins, and and comes out of that um, that English Terrorise, which I'll get comment from Dino in a second. But does that put an extra because you are dead against you know horses, especially interstate horses, having their first start at Rose Hill? The fact that this filly's done it does that give you in your form book a big tick to say, well, she might be definitely above average, etc. Considering uh... what she's done. She's a, a little bit better, Dave, but but uh, you know it might all say to say to me um, they're not much good ours. Okay, you know, Dino, we, you know, we everyone, just, everyone yeah. will say, oh, you know, you potted that and it won. Like uh, that's, we didn't, it, you didn't pot, you didn't pot, you just said. No, well, that I just, you don't I, like I just as a rule of thumb, horses. Dave. Yeah, exactly. I, I treat them as scratching. Well, it was a five dollar yeah. chance at that stage. It ran twelve dollars. Yes, and that's where you I was going to go, Dino. Where do we rank this filly? compared to some of the other youngsters down in Victoria, maybe. Is she one of the better two-year-olds from Victoria, or do you think you've got way better ones that are still at home that haven't been unwrapped yet? Uh, well, yeah, there's a fair chance that there's better ones at home, and yep. we may get to see often the Merson Cooper at Sandown on Saturdays a good guide to that, and uh, I think there'll be a few roll out there. But, okay. uh, look, I think yeah, her trials have been right up to the mark, and she ran to that on Cox Plate Day, and... She's just up and about early. Uh, she, yeah. yeah. So, um, yeah, she got it right it's, on the day on Saturday. It's interesting. Speaking to David Eustace last week on HQ, and I said, you know, David, what's the, the story with this filly? And he basically said that she was, you know, not severely underdone, but she was well and truly underdone for that English race. Uh, and she just improved, and that's why they've sent her up on the float. So, I mean, now they've got options. Uh, she's in the slipper if she wants to be with the prize money. We're going to go to the calls. Uh, we've got Joe on line one. Morning, Joe. Oh, hello. Yeah, look, I've got a uh, question for uh, Glenn Munsey. I placed a bet on a, a two-legged um, animal, two-legged individual rather two-legged than four-legged individual. Right. No, well, it's President yeah. Joe, um, my namesake. But um, the tab hasn't paid out, whereas sports bet has. Now, obviously, there's court cases, but they're spurious, and they've got as much chance of being successful as Ronnie has of getting back in the saddle. Now, sports bet paid, has paid out in good place to their customers. I don't understand why the TAB hasn't as well. Well, mate, we haven't been given official notification that Joe, Priden, uh, Joe Biden is the next president of the United States. What another company does prior yeah. to correct weight, prior to yeah. a race being decided, sure. prior to an event being played, is mm-hmm. their own business. We are governed by rules and regulations which stipulate Mm -hmm. we pay out on the official result. So basically, you know, until all these spurious court cases, which could take weeks, you know, customers have to wait. That's ridiculous. As an act of good faith to customers, the TAB should pay out. You know, sports bet's done it. They've got as much chance. What what sports bet does has got nothing to do with us. Mate, if Coca-Cola goes on sale at Woolies next week, should Pepsi um, give you a free drink because Coca-Cola's on sale? Hmm. You run your own business to your own... Just just with that, the fair's still open. Because I know you tweeted that last night. The fair's still um, You can still open. take a dollar and five Joe Biden if you yeah. want to. And and it's not official until the inauguration. I don't know anything about... Uh, I'm not hide. Someone will chime in and, and correct me if I'm wrong. But it's not until the inauguration, isn't it? And well, I'd say... It's the same thing yeah. that happened with the last election in 2016. 
Well, correct way, it has to be on, well, if not before, it would have to be on January 20. That is inauguration day. Yep. And if it gets to that, he's, he's, he, he's, you've got to be, if not before, it's not going to be waiting for all these court cases, surely. It's, it's not, that could go for years. Hmm. Uh, if, but, if a horse is disqualified from last Saturday and we've paid out on that horse, we don't then, down the track, pay out on the winner. Yeah. Because the official result on Saturday was two, three, six, and five. If that horse returns a positive swab in another six weeks, um, we, we, so have, we don't pay out on 11 11 winning the Magic Millions. Yeah. So, correct way, it has to be January 20. Uh, unless there is something written in our rules or our um, uh, stipulation on the market when mm. we will pay it. And I'm also but not being not being privy to what we do in the office no. on American election yeah. betting, uh, no. I can't tell you what that is. And I'm also tipping Biden wasn't a losing result for sports bet. But anyway, that's a different story. Uh, we've got Zach now online too. Morning, Zach. Oh, good day, Ben. How are we? Very good, mate. What's your question, mate? Um, look, I had a uh, quaddy bet on the weekend in the last leg in Melbourne, where one of the runners was scratched, but I also had the um, the favourite in the race. So I took took it down to two legs in the last. Do I get a greater percentage, or do I just get a small refund extra? No, you get the sub. You get the sub. Get the sub which sub, is sub. Yeah, but well, the sub in the quaddy is the tote favourite at jump time. The sub in the big six is the most popular runner in that race. Yeah, you'd have got a yeah. double unit on that horse. Yeah, because yeah. oh, so, you already okay. had it, so you'd have got an extra unit on it. Okay, so I had an extra unit on it. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Let's say uh, if, if I had a sixty dollars bet, it was one point one one hundred eleven percent. It stays at one hundred eleven percent. Does the payout? No, it'd be two hundred. No, no, no. You've now, yeah, got, you've now got two winners. So, no, no. So if, if the sub had won, the sub didn't win. Oh, I did. No, the sub oh, didn't win. But no, no, no. If the sub had won, you'd have got two hundred and twenty-two percent. Yeah. Oh, okay. So I, yeah. I still just get the one hundred and eleven percent. That's it. No, well, it's better than nothing, though, eh? Absolutely. Yep. What a beautiful. Um, okay, boys, let's get on with the show. Just to quickly, for everyone out there, about the, the US election. This is from Alan. Uh, it's officially called by US law in late December at the Electoral Congress. So uh, that's okay. um, that's the official um, when, it's, when it's all declared. Bivouac, Dino. Uh, what a performance from Bossy. He didn't get the fine, which was I thought was great. Um, but... That um, I mean, we look. That Everest form has really stacked up, as you expected to be, being the best sprint race in the world. But I, I loved uh, Duff's tweet as well on Saturday night. Just how good is this grey classic legend? Because this bivouac was dominant, wasn't he, Dino? Well, he was, but uh, yeah, he he was good in the uh, the Everest. But uh, for a stallion, uh, Group One winning yeah. race is uh, is what it's about. So he might have been more closer to his peak on Saturday than he was. Uh, in the Everest, it was it was you know bonus uh, good run, but uh, he was yeah he was outstanding on Saturday. There's no doubt about it, and uh, I wouldn't think there's uh, that much between you know there was what two and a half lengths between them Everest day. I, I don't think there'd have been two and a half lengths between them on Saturday. No, he'd never what? been. He's never been in the straight classic legend. So he's obviously a great straight horse. Bivouac. Look, I don't know Daniel O'Sullivan, but I respect what, what he he worth the work he does, and he tweeted out. He rated 111.2, I think. Mm-hmm. And he said it's the second biggest performance he's, uh, of a sprinter in five years with his, yeah. with his ratings uh, outside of Classic Legend, who he, he said was the best in the last five years at 111.7. 
So mm. a big performance by Bivouac. So he's now won the New Market and the Darley down the straight 1,200. And a Golden Rose round a turn. He's a pretty good horse. Yeah, yeah. He's a good horse. Uh, is, there, is there a chat about possibly going overseas? I mean, will he, uh, will more he fly than the chat. flag? I think it's, it's, yeah. it's, well it's in progress. A news yeah. item this morning uh, to yeah. go to um, Dubai, wasn't saw- it? Dubai, Royal Ascot. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's outstanding. And, and, I mean, we always chat about... Um, about Glenn Boss, Duff, uh, but just the way he keeps, I'm not going to say reinventing himself, but he just can jag these big rides every carnival. Um, you know, we say, we think we think during uh, the, the off-season, not that there is really an off-season now in racing, but we think, oh, gee, Bossy, you know, has he come to the end of it? And then come these big race days, I mean, he picked up the Cox Plate winner, he's picked up uh, Bivouac, uh, obviously, by his association, he just can find a big race, can't he? Yeah, he he, he attracts the right horses. He he chases the right horses, and we don't call him Big Race Bossy for nothing. No, and he he he, he winds himself himself up into a big performance and gets so confident. When he gets so confident in himself, he's um he's pretty hard to stop. Yeah. He went through just a, a very very yeah. lean trot there from around about the eighth of August, but it's not a bad way to bounce back. Win the Cox Plate, placed in the Everest, and then come out and win the. The Daly on Saturday. Uh, we've got another caller on line three. Uh, David's on line three. Morning, David. How you going, boys? Look, Good, mate. Show. Thank you. Look, I think... I just want to say something positive. Look, I think the, the one person in any carnival that makes it, and we never give them any, any credit, but I think their job is the hardest in the world, because I, I, I don't know how they do it, but Matt Hill and, 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 you know, the race callers, I just think we don't congratulate people like that. Enough. I remember my grandfather used to say when he backed a horse and he, he sort of, what's my colours, purple and white, he said, you know, I have trouble just remembering one or two in a race. He said, I've got to remember 12, 15 in a race and do it for nine races. And I mean, it's, I just don't know how they do it. And the ramifications, if they make one little mistake, like if they, um, and they just seem to do it carnival after carnival after carnival. Um, same with Flindell. They're, I just think we, we should honour these people it's just uh, they're just fantastic and they're part of without them we wouldn't have this great sport and with their cause and, and I think Matt Hill I was brought up with Bill Collins and Ian Craig and great guys like that but I think Matt Hill is going to be remembered as a great caller just like like they were yeah he here yeah. I think um, they do a, a great job Matt Hill's outstanding as we know Darren Flindell um, outstanding even Josh in fact, you go right across the country. I mean, we're pretty blessed, aren't we? We've got Brett Davis now in Adelaide. Darren McAuliffe will here in, in full swing for this Perth Carnival. Um, it is an art, isn't it, boys? Uh, you know, um, I know a few times when we used to do Sky One, when we didn't have a connection to the caller, they'd say, righto, you're up, and I don't know how they do it. Um, Can it I just is, say one more is, thing? It is a skill. Yes, mate? Yeah, just about, you know, that, that guy about the American election? Mm-hmm. I know. <laughs> but actually, it's... It's not till then. It's called the Electoral College on December 14th. Yes, and, yes, we had a text about that. But what Donald Trump could try and do, he, he, he'll try and do this, whether he's successful, but he'll try and say that till the Republican legislators will try and get them to say that Pennsylvania was rigged and they'll give all the delegates to the... for him. Now, that, that'd, that'd be unlikely, but technically... Mm. You, and, but technically, and then... Even when that's confirmed, it then goes to the Congress to sort of, um, they've got to vote for it too. So I think it's not till about January 6th that you, that it's really completely done and dusted. Okay. Yeah, I, th- I right, think here, here we call them seats, and I think in America they call yeah. them colleges. Mm. 
you know, like you've won your seat, your seat of banks, which is my seat here in the, the federal election. Hey, Munns, yeah. Munns, you've been in this game a long time, not in so much oh, a political thanks, betting. Dave, but, yeah. No, but, uh, but just, just we've... I kept seeing the emails every week, and we're going to get to the news shortly with Jamie, but I kept seeing emails every week, oh, this is, you know... A bloke could have 500000 on Trump. A bloke could have 500000 on Biden. And we held an incredible amount, and we wouldn't have been the only bookie to hold. Why do you think it, it, it attracted so much money? I mean... Well, one, I think, Dave, there was a lot of arbitraging going on. So there was a party put on for one side, and the next minute there was a party put on for the other side. Right. So that, that will attract masses, a massive amount of money when you're putting a party on. Mm. And and for people that don't know what arbitraging is, uh, you can physically back both sides at different times and be on them at less than 100% and guarantee yourself a win. Mm. You know, because there's a lot of people betting on um, the, the US election. and But the, the, the crazy thing about it was how the market swung one way a week out from the election and then on election night completely flipped around. In the space of 24 hours, one side was a dollar twenty each at different times. Now that can't happen <laughs> in a normal situation, a normal sporting contest, or whatever like that. You can't both be fives on within a 24-hour period. Mm. Uh, let's take a break. It is 9:32. Here's Jamie with the latest news. We'll continue to take your calls and texts on 13:53:53. This is Punters Post Morning. When we come back. We'll talk about the pride of WA with Dean Lester, Arcadia Queen and the McKinnon Stakes, and also the brilliant win of Savatiano in the Hot Danish Stakes with Duff. Thanks, Dave. Benji Marshall has been linked to a move to the Sharks after a deal with the Cowboys reportedly fell through. Bulldogs recruit Blake Green is set to stay with the Knights after his short stint in Newcastle was ended after a long-term knee injury. He'll then reportedly stay on as a coach. Queensland's Kurt Capewell remains in doubt for Origin Game 2. Streaming service Stan will create a bespoke sports channel after beating Foxtel to the rugby union broadcast rides. Retired swimmer Brenton Rickard says he's innocent but trapped ahead of his positive drug test hearing today. And Leicester City remain on top of the EPL ladder after their 1-0 win over Wolves. Man City and Liverpool drew 1-1. Aston Villa won 3-0 over Arsenal. Sky Sports Radio keeps you up to date with all things harness racing. On the pace, 10.30 Sunday to Friday mornings features the latest in news and newsmakers. Then the National Racing Service brings you all the harness action day and night, complete with tab market movers. The home of harness racing. Sky Sports Radio. When you're looking for a work vehicle... You want the whole package, and the Ford Commercial Range always delivers. Like a Ford Ranger XLS 4x4 Auto for only $46,490 drive away. Plus, ask about our finance offer. And don't forget about the government's instant asset write-off for eligible businesses. See your participating Ford dealer today. Recommended price for ABN holders only. Finance offer available until December 31. T's and C's apply. See ford.com.au for details. Did you know that you can play your favourite radio stations on Google Nest speakers and displays? Next time you want to listen, just say, hey Google, then ask to play a specific station. So if your hands are busy scrambling eggs, getting dressed or packing the kids' lunch, use your voice to turn on, turn up or change the radio station. All hands free. Get the new Google Nest Audio for only $149 on the Google Store. Requires Wi-Fi and compatible device. T's and C's apply. 
You're listening to Punters Postmortem. Have your say. Call us on 13 5353 SMS 0419 767 272 or send us a tweet at Sky Sports Radio 1. Yeah, get involved with the program Punters Postmortem on this Monday as we recap some of the performances of the horses of the weekend. Before we get to Brian, who's on line one, just hold your horses, Brian. I want to get down to Dean Lester and talk about this great mare from WA, Arcadia Queen. Uh, Luke Curry was uh, doing the steering with Pikey back in quarantine in the West. I tell you what, I want to be following Pikey, whatever he's on for the carnival, because he pretty much gave up that group one. Um, obviously, drama for the race two with Mugatu being scratched um, with a drama in the float, but, gee, she was impressive. Just the way she goes through her gears, Dino. Yeah, it was uh, it was good to watch, and uh, she had uh, listening to Grant Williams this morning. She uh, had four or five um, hoof abscesses at the start of spring, so he's wow. done a great job to keep it going. And Saturday, she just looked, you know, absolutely when she was at her best in uh, Perth. Though, if you remember, she had that real hungry look about her, and on Saturday, she did. She was really fine down and ready to go. And I just thought uh, she, you know. Off a slow speed, she uh, raced well and she was just the dominant horse in the race. Dave, I think you'll find with, with the quarantine situation, he, he had to go into quarantine on the Friday yeah. because it's 14 clear days. Yeah, he did. I think yeah. you go back to the Brisbane Winter Carnival, it may have been uh, Blake Spriggs or one of the boys that went up there. They That's went into right. quarantine on a Saturday and they couldn't actually ride on the Saturday. On the Saturday. Because they hadn't had 14 clear days. So he, he's had to give up the ride Saturday to be able to ride in two weeks' time on a Saturday in Perth. She is in that, um, the noms, etc. Adino, for the uh, Kingston Town Classic. Has there been an indication from the team that she'll get a rest now or are they going to continue on and give her that run in Perth and then uh, tip her out? No, she's having a break. She's um, having a break. She's, yeah, yeah, she's uh, going back. Uh, I think she's having a week here, flying back maybe next Saturday, and then uh, and then aimed up at the autumn again, maybe the Australian Cup, or or you might see her in Sydney. Yeah, that'd be exciting to see her in Sydney. What about Mooga too? Um, Duffy, that was shattering news. Um, it's a tough game, this racing game, um, as we know, and. They would have been shattered, Jamie Lovett and the team, because um, it was another opportunity for him to put his best foot forward and considering his Cox Plate run, well, he would have been in the finish somewhere. Yeah, very unfortunate. And just a, a little incident on the float. He just took a bit of bark off himself and, you know, he would have been right to run in, you know, another 12 hours. Uh, so, yeah, that's, that's the, the, the little things that happen in racing at the 24th hour. It can happen, and it's, uh, it's happened before. It'll happen again, but it's, it's it's heartbreaking for connections. You know, going into a you know two million dollar race, and you, you know you're one of the favourites, and and uh, that happens. Brian's on uh, line one. Morning, Brian. Hello, how are you, boys? Very good, mate. What's your question of the team? Uh, I just want to tell you the, the old punters lament. Actually, I'm be following a jockey to Clan Bates in Melbourne. Yes, Declan. Very good rider, and uh, on Cup Day I live out of town, and I picked the winner of forty-seven to one, and couldn't be bothered going down to the local. I thought, oh, blow it. So that was that. I missed him forty-seven to one. That was in the joviality race, wasn't it? Yeah, 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 yeah. So then I made sure on on uh, Saturday I'd get down to the pub fairly early, and I'd get on the first winner he rode. He only had two rides Saturday, parade, and I couldn't get on. It gets up at 33s. Oh. So I'm dirty on the world. Well, <laughs> But that's how uh... punters lament. <laughs> but I can tell you there's a thousand and one ways to get beat. I remember years ago I had a mate who used to train horses. Anyway, he had a good thing going. 
and they were six lengths in front of the field and his horse was going to win it easy anyway. I turned around to me mate and I said, we'll get back to the bar, we've got the money. And I heard the crowd roar and the jockey, the saddle slipped and he was on the turf. He oh. never got hurt, but that's another way to lose your money. <laughs> Gee, there's some, there must be um, some sick beats. I mean, you, you can talk about this for hours, but um, Duff, what's your, just off the top of your head, your oh, the worst God. beat you've ever had? I mean, there's probably a million of them. Yeah. Is yeah, there one that stands out? the hardest one to cop. Yeah, yeah weighing in light's the, one of the tough ones. Yeah, um, had no hope of winning when they went on the track. So. There's, there's so many of them. There's so many my, of them. You know, protests, protests that you think shouldn't be dismissed, well, that's, that be upheld. He, he, he's and, remarkable is still mine. That's yeah, that one in Perth. Yeah, like in Perth that last yeah. leg is a multi. Yeah. Um, yeah, that was still my worst. Muns, what's your? Have you got but, any but ones? Has, in hashtag Perth Stewart's has been yeah, still, still goes, still goes, still goes. You know, yeah. <laughs> it'll go, it'll go. Yeah, we'll, we'll be gone before it's gone. That's for sure. <laughs> Muns, like anything that the, sticks the out for you? The third against first protest is always good when the second oh. horse has just been rolling along there, had well, every conceivable chance and yeah. hasn't, and only beaten you home, you know, a, a wart and, and um, you know, it, it gets yeah. to win the race. Or when Lewis. something shies at the, the winning post and runs yeah. out, or uh, there's been plenty that have been three or four in front and break down, um, different things like that, you know. But it, uh, that, that's, that's the thing, that's why it's called gambling, Dave. Mm. Um, now, we've got another caller coming up on line two. Uh, we've got Bob. Morning, Bob. Morning, gentlemen. How are you going? Very good, mate. What's your question? Mate, um, don't get me wrong. I, I backed Bivouac on Saturday, and it was a great ride from Glenn Boss. But you guys said, you know, it was congratulations that he never got fined. I look at it wrong. I look at it a different way. He, he stood up 20, 50 metres from the winning post, before he got to the winning post. What happens if he falls off, he loses his balance or something like that? Mate, we don't get paid. He acts like a galah. What he does after the winning post, I don't care. He can do backflips on the horse. But until he gets to that winning post, he shouldn't do that. He should have been he should have been fine. And and I believe um, you know, Kieran McAvoy gets a fifty thousand dollar fine for overuse of the whip. But you know, he's got the punters money at heart, he's trying his hardest to get to the winning post. Glenn Boss stands up like a galah, you know, he hasn't got over the winning post yet, and everyone, and you're saying he shouldn't have been fine. See, you know, if that's what all winning jockeys do, mate, we want to give it away. Have you seen, Bob, have you seen the photo of the bloke? I can't remember his name in Japan. He actually, he puts his hands out like the wings. He lets go of the reins. I can't think of his name. I know that... But did he um, get fine? Oh, I think he, I think he got uh, a slap on the wrist and in trouble. So you don't like it. So you just want them to ride their horse out to After the finish. After the winning post um, day, I don't care what they do. But until they get to that winning post and people get the horse gets cleared as the winner, mate, they, they the jockeys should do nothing. After that, I don't care. Couldn't yeah. agree more. Uh, what are you boys? What are you boys? I do you agree, Dino? Yes, totally do. Yep. Yeah, okay. I, I love the theatre of it, but after the line. Yeah, Duff. Uh, yep, yeah, Bob's entitled to his opinion, and I've got no argument with it. I've got no argument with it at all. But uh, he's been doing it a while. Yeah, Muns. It's like the old adage, Dave. You know, you're out in the backyard and you, you do whatever you like, and it's always great until someone loses an eye. Mm. Um, mm. It, it, it will come against someone one day, and the hue and cry from it will be okay. unbelievable. So yeah. these sort of things. If you don't stop them and chop them off at the knees, it is going to cause a drama one day.
I understand all that, but um, gee, we but we, there, we there are that plenty of rules territory, in, though, aren't we? Plenty of rules of... in racing, Dave, that are not you know you're not supposed to be touching anyone before you way out. There are people now. It's like Greco-Roman wrestling when they come in. They're, you know, they're a bottom. It's like a mosh pit. There, there's a rule that doesn't get looked upon. Mm. You know, jockeys aren't supposed to you know congratulate each other going past the line or whatever like that. There's plenty of rules in racing that are that are sort of you know, not strictly adhered to. And when, when a drama happens, um, it, it's going to be like... I'm not saying, you know, we're like the Gestapo here or something like that and crack down on every single thing possible. Um, but that was a little bit over the top Saturday. You reckon? Well, but the, no, the, the, there's, a, there's a safety issue involved. I know that they're all expert riders, but, you know... Yeah, okay. yeah, there's there's that one in a million chance he looks at the crowd. Someone opens an umbrella. Oh, there's no one there, but <laughs> the umbrella. Um, well, what happens? No. What happens if the the bloke, the security guard or something, has got a fluoro vest on and he shies at the fluoro vest or something yeah. like that? Yeah, plenty of things can happen. I understand all that, and maybe it's just a different mentality. I, I see myself. Uh, I'm in the category of I, I don't mind it. I don't mind it. He had to look over his left. He had to look over his right. He was in front by a thousand yards. Um, he didn't go off like he did in the Cox Plate, where he was was closer to horses. But uh, that's the theatre. That's what we've come to know with Bossy. But I also I, I couldn't I couldn't get my old man to you know I couldn't get my old man to smile coming back on one, and they were twenties to evens. <laughs> yeah, jock, when jockeys re, relax, relax on horses, they, they, they'll lose. They can lose their balance. We saw that with a horse coming back to scale at Flemington. There, with you know, Luke Curry uh, came off of the yeah, two-year-old yeah. on Saturday. He, oh, but he was he. The race was over, and he wasn't sort of concentrating. And he was, and the horse just took one little step sidewards, and yeah. that happens because you're not concentrating, and um, you, you 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 haven't got complete control of a horse, and that's what happens when you go up in the air and throw the reins and. And, and, and wave. It'll be a freak incident if it happens, but it's, it could happen. If just one little duck sidewards and then you're gone. You lose your, you're, mm. you're gone. You're, at, you're off the other side. Uh, where if you're down low and, and concentrating, you can go with a horse, but, um, when you're carrying on, not thinking about what your job is, uh, one little sidestep and you're gone. Savitiano in the hot Danish stuff. We'll come back to you. Uh, gee, she was a, she was a good win. Uh, what did you make of some of the beaten brigade? There are plenty of texts here about positive peace and Wanderbar. I wanted to know your thoughts. I think Wanderbar's come to the end of a very very good preparation, um, and positive peace. I thought she had a chance. Uh, she came out of that speed battle early. I, I was more worried about Savitiano in on the map there. I thought, oh, these two stable mates are just gonna. If she goes forward. My thought was she she's in trouble, uh, but just showed real intent, Collet, and it and uh, then when, when she did that work, she showed her class. And in retrospect, they were the right tactics, and she was too good. Um, you know, she's probably sitting shot for something like Tricky Gal, who's underrated in her own right, um, to be running home late there when it was all over, considering circumstances. She was minding her own business. Positive piece was honest. Uh, but I thought had a chance. Wanderbar's come to the end of it, and I uh, can't say much else about the race. But uh, she's class. She's a class mare when she's right. Yeah. Uh, what did you make of uh, the performance of Savatiano Munns? Um, well, she. I, I think as that track improved during the day, Dave, yes. uh, that gave her a much much better chance because she's not a heavy tracker. She's much much better on the soft, and um, it didn't look great for her. You know, there was intent there from Timmy Clark to make sure he held the fence and give her as tough a run as possible. But she just showed a class in the end. 
Mm. Uh, Dino, let's jump back down to Melbourne. A few ticks here in relation to some of the other races on the card there. What do you know your thoughts on the Queen Elizabeth Stakes and true self Willie Mullins bursting through and Pondus. What did you make of Pondus? Um, geez, he's, he's just run into two better horses, hasn't he, in his two runs here? Well, he should have won at Bendigo. He had no luck there. But he, I thought he raced a little bit flat on the sort of 10-day backup on Saturday. But he ran okay. But uh, gee, true self would have been a, a good thing beaten. And uh, uh, Hugh, was lucky he probably didn't hit the deck there at about the 250-metre uh, yeah. mark. Uh, it was a terrific win. Um, and the acceleration she showed uh, to pick herself up. Uh, yeah, she's just missed out on the Cup twos in a row. But they've, uh, they've won the Queen Elizabeth. So maybe they come back for the Queen Elizabeth next year and not worry about the Cup. Yeah. Um, just in relation to some other beaten horses, Dino, in Melbourne, before we get to Tim on line two, uh, they want to know your thoughts on Nature Strip um, and his run in that Darley Spring Classic. I thought he ran pretty well. It was a totally different race structure to last year when he blew them away. He went the first uh, 400 metres below you know, standard. This year he's about nearly four lengths above standard and, and maintained that to the 400 so he had to give ground late. So he, he ran it under a totally different uh, structure. He, he ran okay. Um, you just wonder what he's actually going to win going forward uh, with you know horses that can sort of uh, you know get him out of his rhythm. Beautiful. Um, anyone else want to chime in there with their thoughts on on Nature Strip, Libertini, etc.? No, it was a like I said, it was a high rating race, and uh, that form stacked up from last time, and and. Uh, yeah, he he was just uh, stood alone there in a bivouac, and um, yep, they should be con- you know considering their situation with Colts Godolphin. I think they should be congratulated to uh, keep him going into next year because we yeah. at least we know we've got a really good, and maybe even that that you know it's a small world now. Uh, maybe that classic legend bivouac rivalry can continue overseas somewhere. Yeah. Yeah, well, okay. let's keep the, the Everest form flowing. Uh, just looking at a report here from Jay Rooney in Western Australia, Willie Pike will ride trekking in the winter oh, bottom. Jeez. Okay, beautiful. Um, don't talk about trekking. I was on at 21s in that run at the Mooney Valley. Anyway, uh, well, we've got uh, that next caller on line two. Uh, Tim, morning, Tim. Morning, guys. How are you? Very good, mate. What's your question? Uh, not a question, just a statement. So firstly, the first quick one, I very much agree with whoever said before, that's why we call it gambling, so it's a punt, so to speak. But old mate ringing up before talking about Glenn Boss going early, I just want to say and remind us of something um, about going the early crow. Ryan Wiggins did it in the Magic Means Trophy in 2016. I don't know if you remember, it cost him the win. Like, he, um, he celebrated too early. You might have to get online and refresh your memory but yeah he literally did it cost him a photo finish so okay. i totally agree with that earlier punter saying just please ride the horse out to the end and then do do your backflips after yep okay fair point um we've got another caller coming up shortly um what about um uh, this one uh, Shelby Cobra, they wanted to talk about here, Dino, which was an early race on the card at uh, Flemington. I think it was the second race. Uh, one for Maroney and, and Mellum. And this was the 1,400-metre event. Do you see this as a horse we have to put in the black book and follow? looks pretty smart. He's a nice horse. Uh, that wasn't the strongest of races, but he won pretty okay. well. Um, he, uh, I think, probably going to go for a break. I, don't, I think they're going to treat him more as a run-on sprinter and maybe 1400s as far as he wants to go at the moment because he can get a bit keen as he did on Saturday but uh, look yeah he's progressive enough but uh, 
you know, if if he comes back in the autumn and he aims up at uh, good, you know, races, like if they're thinking of him like Alabama Express last year trying to win a North Stakes, he's probably got to go a bit better than he did on Saturday. But, uh, yeah, he's won two of three, so he's doing a good job. Beautiful. Um, d- there's a few about accountability here, which was a was a blowout result in the fifth race, Duff, in Sydney on Saturday. I know that Louvois had had a trim up. Uh, Le- Legay Saleo, Shane Berry were quite keen. Stockman, obviously, Joe Pride was quite keen. And this accountability, who's lightly raced, and CJ Graham comes to town and gets the job done. Yeah, and we've got a big thrill riding a winner for our, our leading stable, CJ. I think she's had maybe one or two rides for Chris in the past, and He's um he's only a pretty well light, uh, lightly raced horse and he he was lucky enough that he found a race where like Stockman likes to get onto his bike early and they all got going and she just sat back sat back sat back she had fifty and a half kilos on his back and when they'd run out of steam she got the split that after doing no work whatsoever and uh, he got the job done but I still think there's more improvement to come from him so he's interesting and um. Yeah, blew out the three favourites, so that was an upset result because there were three hard horses in 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 betting there. Stockman, obviously, Vegas Jewel and Legay Salil. And uh, just when you thought they were, Stockman had the other two covered, uh, she burst through on the inside and uh, was too good just with that you know that huge weight, Paul, nine and a half kilos on the second horse. We've got uh, Mark on line two now. Morning, Mark. Hey boys. Uh, What's your know. question, mate? Right you are. Did you have a problem during? Um, back on the other day, probably maybe six problems, but a big opinion of this horse, and I thought he was a massive barrel. Which which horse, mate? Sorry. Right you are. Right you are. Seems you just dropped the bit. I just couldn't hear the caller very well. Sorry. No, that's right. Right, right you are. He's wanting your thoughts on on the performance in that um, mile race. Well, it was a very interesting. pre-race interview with Mick Price who virtually said that you know the horse was going just fairly and if he won he'd be surprised and he was favourite at the time and he stayed hard in the market uh, considering you know that you know that that was out there um I thought he ran well I think he would have won if uh, the horse on his outside of Moroni's hadn't sort of laid all over him on straightening uh, I think he probably would have won uh and he only got beaten a short margin he just didn't want to track up that was the only thing negative to me in his races last time in he was just sort of on the bit and just worked into the race. He never really travelled on Saturday, yet he still nearly won. So I think he might be going to the Ballarat Cup next. I'm just not sure. I, I was interested that you know, in Mick Price's comments because he's always uh, upfront about them. And yeah. he he, uh, yeah. you know, he assessed his horse maybe correctly because I thought he'd probably have a bit on that field. He was a late gear change too. I think he had concussion plates Concussion or plates, like, so, yeah. yeah. Which isn't the worst. I mean, it's not. No. It's not a bar plate. Yeah, it was. Uh, yeah, but uh, he certainly. Yeah, if you took that run in isolation with no knowledge, it was a it was a creditable run. But I, I actually thought he'd probably beat that field. You know, on Saturday. And for that gentleman, uh, Ryan Wiggins was fined a thousand dollars for failing to ride his mount out to the finish of that race in the Magic Millions Trophy on Feltra when it was beaten by Tinto. Uh, in assessing penalty, stewards were not of the opinion that his failure to had a material effect on the placings. That was January um, 2016. Before we get to Kurt, uh, Clairvoyant, uh, just want to know your thoughts, Dino, looking ahead to that Perth Carnival. A few texts here on uh, Clairvoyant, sorry. 
Yeah. Um, I don't know which path she's going. I think she's going. No, she's, sort of she, she's finished. She's gone. Oh, she's finished. Is she? Oh, really? Okay. <clears throat> yeah, she's finished for the summer anyway. Um, <clears throat> we knew there was troubles when the bar plates went on. And, oh, okay. And she yeah, was right. scratched. And then they accepted the next week and she was scratched. She's, she's had to go to the paddock. Okay. okay. Perfect. Uh, I've had a bit on here. I missed that one. Okay. No, all good. Uh, now, Kurt's on uh, line one. Morning, mate. Morning, Dave. How are you? Good, good. What have you got for us? I got a couple of beautiful apples for you today, mate. Hey, it's con the fruiter. <laughs> Mark Mitchell just uh, chimed in there for a sec, Dave. If you don't haven't realised, <laughs> what have you got for beautiful. us? Beautiful. Now, Rodney, <laughs> yes, Kurt. Remember, straight after um, Golden Powell comes second to the Learjet in the Norfolk Stakes, I was tipping it straight away. Yes, Kurt. Did you see it, mate, with all the racing on the weekend? No, I missed it. What happened? Can ah, you... One as far as you can kick your hat, Larry Olsen styles, mate. Yeah? What it... price? Oh, I had to get on on the international bets. I only got five to two, but you, that's pretty lucky getting that. But I stacked up, mate. Life, stav- life savings job. Beautiful. Well done, Kurt. Good horse, Ronnie. And one thing I didn't uh, forgot to tell you when I spoke about it, You'll be seeing his horse's name, like Tappet and, and Uncle Mo, next to horse's name in the future. And he's mm. by Uncle Mo, but just by the way as well. Okay. Ron, yeah. you know you're talking about the two-year-olds and all that, and, you know, uh, Sneaky Five and whatnot? Mm-hmm. I don't know if you took notice of the Ottawa Stakes. Nice for what? Uh, yeah, no. Wh- which right. horse? We'll run a great second there, and um, you know how... Chris and Dave transport their horse up and down the highway? Yep. Yeah, look out, mate. It'll be winning a race. That's a good horse. Dino, did you see it? Which one, Kurt? Sorry. Nice for what? Uh, the two-year-old, was it? Oh, the two-year-old, sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. In the Ottawa. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Ma Eustace. Yep. Winning next start, you reckon, Dean? Uh, well, it could do, yeah. It's it's a nice filly, um, and uh, ran well. I, I really like that filly of uh, Graham Beggs, uh, that one, uh, Dosh. She's sharp. Yeah, she's, she's sharp. Rich enough. Was that a strong. rich enough? Is that yeah, one of his enough. first yeah. winners? Yeah. It must, have been a, it must be a good sort, because it's bought, it bought as much, it bought about 10 times more than any other rich enough bought at the sale, think, so she must yeah, be a Yeah, really I think I heard sort. Graham say it's about 510 kilos. Uh, as a two-year-old filly, so it's uh, it, yeah. It just when it came in the yard on uh, Thursday, like you could see its jump outs, and you could see that it had speed, and then you saw it mm. as a type, and you thought, wow, it's uh, it's really going somewhere. So it'll be interesting to see. Uh, Ron, just put her away now. Yes, Kurt. Ron on Cup Day. Uh, just uh, what was it called? Um, um, uh, Perfect Radiance. I'm not sacking. What do you What do you reckon, Ron? If you paid attention on Cup Day? Yeah, I paid attention, um, but I haven't sort of got down to um, analysing her. Look, she. I know it was only what was it a seventy out or seventy four, yeah. but you know they still pay the same when they win. Yep, yep. She's she's got a future. Yeah. Uh, and uh, that Ron, nice you know for how... what, Kurt? Sorry, Sorry, it's a half. It's a half to Montefilia, isn't it? Perfect it gradients. Is, yeah. No, nice, for, nice what? for what? Nice for nice what? For yeah, yeah, exactly, yeah. So she's yeah. out of oh, battle. Well, she'll be on bread to win. She'll be winning, yeah. mate. Don't worry about that. <laughs> Obviously, you've got to take it. <laughs> Ronnie, um, you know how I, you told me about Joyous Legend, just watch out for her. She's a bit flighty. Do you, are we going to see her soon, Ron? Because I love the way she trialled there. I know she got beaten and whatnot, but who cares? I, I take 
what I want out of a trial, you know. You go broke breaking backing things that win by 65 and a half lengths in trials. I saw her, she was hovering in that trial. She looked like Darren Lockyer back in the old days when he played when he played fullback for the Broncos. I'm just wondering, Ron, do you, will we see her? Um, I'd, we'll see her in the new year. I'd su- suggest that uh, Gerald, that's Gerald's filly, uh, the, 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 out of the, the Singo's family, isn't it? To Correct, say. more joy, snitzel. Yeah, the more, yeah, she, yeah, she, she looked, I like her, and Gerald has looked after her, and, um, Yep, keep stay tuned. See when she returns. Um, we're going to see her at the trials again before we have to make a decision about who, uh, Kurt. All right, one last one, Ron. Did you see Najma at Kimbler Grange on Tuesday for the Hawks Yard? Yes, yeah, it's, it's run right up to its trials, hasn't it? It's, it's looked good at the trials and um, looks like it'll go typically through the, the classes as the Team Hawks do. Beautiful. Thanks very much for that, Kurt. All right, let's get some horses to follow, gents, at 9.59. Duff, uh, what are we following from this Sydney meeting? Yeah, look, not much from this meeting. I think Frosty Rocks was really good. Um, I love his little attitude. So he can go right through to Magic Millions and be competitive all the way through. So I spun up one at Ramwick on Tuesday. Uh, didn't have a trial. It was a bit of a sneaky go. Rustic Steel, I think it might have something. So okay. uh, keep following him for Chris Lee's uh, in the wanless colours. Rustic Steel and Bit of a tip around for him too, I think there was. Mm, there was. Um, yeah, so he he did go well. They, gee, they can find nice horse at uh, Wanless team, can't they? Yeah, yeah, they, they they like a bet too. I think it might have been just set up for a little bet, which uh, yep. you can still get away with now and again. Hundred uh, percent, Dino. What are we following from that Melbourne meeting, mate? Yeah, just uh, one from uh, each sort of uh, of the days. My pendant on Cup yep. Day was unlucky. Uh, Ma Busher, a filly you know well from Sydney, uh, on the inside of the track against Written Beauty, ran really well, and uh, a maiden that. It was behind uh, Shelby Cobra that you mentioned called Alibor. Uh, I think he'll make a, a really handy middle-distance horse one day, Alibor. He, he's got not much idea at the moment, but uh, mark him down. He'll, he'll uh, make the grade. Beautiful. Munns, what are we following? Can't say I was overly concentrating on Saturday. Dave, I had other issues uh, going yeah. on in the background there. But, uh, <laughs> well, yeah, what, uh, what about you? You've got Misteed home. That must have just been a nice little... Uh, what, Little way. How many Peronis did you knock off yesterday, by the way? <laughs> <laughs> Put it this way, I'm, I'm off to the shop again today. Yes, I um, thought so. <laughs> <laughs> uh, not nearly, not, not as... Uh, uh, more Peronis than Pepsi Max on Saturday, but if you add the Pepsi Max and the Panadols, uh, yeah. probably equal the Peronis. Yeah. Um, I think a good tip, though, we you follow in relation to just the SPs. Just be just be careful of yeah, those just, SPs. Just be from wary Saturday. because I, I'm only looking at look looking at what the NOPs on dynamic odds were and looking at uh, what they were around, and and, it, and it's it's quite distorted. So just be mm. very very careful of them. Um, as you always say, Muns, I can find a tour um, this week oh, for the the Hodge Hotel Group. We're on a uh, big tour. I'm off to Forbes later this afternoon, uh, broadcasting from the Forbes Inn tomorrow, uh, which is one of Don's pubs. Then we go to the East Hills yeah. Hotel Wednesday. Thursday I'll, I'll be at in, the Dave. Belmont Hotel. I will call it. Uh, have call a cup in. of tea. And on Friday, the punters panel on the Friday fill up from the Warners at the Bay. Of course, as we work our way up the coast for the big million-dollar hunter uh, this particular uh, weekend, which is going to be an absolute beauty. Boys, have a wonderful uh, week. And we'll catch you next Monday uh, for Punters Postmortem. Thanks for chiming in. See you guys. Thanks, Dave.
That's been uh, Punters Postmortem. Big thanks to uh, to Dean, of course, uh, in our Melbourne studio. We've got Duff as well, who chimed in as well, and Glenn Mundy. So uh, that's been Punters Postmortem, and you can catch the podcast on all our podcasting services, iTunes, it's up on Spotify as well, if you're wanting to recap. We've got a good little couple of hours coming up here on, on Sky Sports Radio. Lismore, after this, the preview with Gary Cleesey, Queen Bean with John Scores, 